You're a monster. Wow. Okay. I've got him at nine. Really? Nine? Yeah. Okay. You're an idiot. Welcome in to another week of the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James. James, how we doing? Good. Oh man, another week. Getting yeah. closer to the season. Yeah, this is this is like the fun episodes we're going to be getting yeah. into. Yeah, so the, for the next uh, handful of weeks, we're going to be going through all of our rankings of players. So today we're going to be starting with running backs. Um, then we'll jump into our wide receivers in a couple weeks and quarterbacks, so on and so forth. This is when it gets a lot of fun. Yeah. And this is when most of our debates start. Yeah really <laughs> coming to light. Um, and then we'll start doing some mocks. We'll sprinkle in there too. And then season will be here, man. Yeah. It's really not that far away. No, it's not. You guys should be all getting primed and ready and doing your research starting pretty much now. I'm um, getting ready for all of those drafts coming up and uh, we're here to help with that. So in fact, we're, we don't really have much any, or any news really this week. Nothing big or has dropped. So yeah, we actually have a segment we're going to bring back called Air It Out. And we're going to basically air out some of these questions that are coming across that either we're being asked or things that we just want to kind of uh, share with you guys. So uh, we're going to start with this first one. Uh, looks like, okay, so it looks like all of these running backs are currently going in the sixth round. And the question is, which one would you rather take? We got Mike Davis, Raheem Mostert, or James Robinson. I mean, that one's easy for me. I think it's definitely Mike Davis is the guy I'm taking. I think the real question is Raheem Mostert or James Robinson. Yeah, see, I disagree with you. I really? think, I yeah, I, I I like Raheem Mostert out of all three of these. Um, to me, I think the only thing that's going to take it away he's is if two. he gets hurt. He's my two. Yeah, if if he gets hurt, but he's, that's the, he's the only major way. risk and the yeah. offense spreads the ball around more. Mike Davis is the only guy there. Well, no, they've got Kyle Pitts and Matt Ryan and not running backs, not running backs, but dude, San Francisco doesn't running back by committee. It's just whoever gets hurt, the next guy up. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to change. Spread it around in game. And okay. But you're talking about Atlanta's got Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. San Francisco's got Devo Samuel, Brandon, IU, George Kittle. I, they don't have Matt Ryan though. Yeah. <laughs> they got Jimmy G who is a, Amazing quarterback. Yeah, it would go Mike Davis for me one by a tier, and then it would go Mostert and then Robinson. The thing with me for Mike Davis is just longevity over the season. I just don't think he'll be able to be elite. Not even elite. I, I don't, don't think he can be really good the whole season. I think he could be good. I Yeah. I don't know. I, li- I, I like where Mike Davis is going in drafts a lot. Okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm taking Raheem Mostert. You're taking Mike Davis. Uh, answer is we're not taking James Robinson. Yeah, I've not mocked him once. Yeah, not neither once. have I. Not, yeah, not once. And it's not because of the talent. It's just, to me, I don't think they want him there. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't have gone out and picked up Travis Etienne. But, all right, next question. All right, another running back, actually. Seventh round. These are going in the seventh round, so just a round later. We've got David Johnson, uh, Damian Harris, or Leonard Fournette. That one's tough. I think it's between two guys again. I think it's between David Johnson and Damian Harris, and I think it goes mm-hmm. down to a philosophical debate, how you're drafting. 
I think David Johnson, you're more guaranteed, but I would be going Damian Harris. Just hoping because he's gonna he's gonna be their lead back. He's gonna see the rushing attempts. You just hope he gets in the end zone more and can get some kind of passing work. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you. I think for me, you know, your safe pick is if if you need somebody to kind of anchor, you know, as like a three or a four, if you need someone to come in an acre, David Johnson's going to be a safe pick. Yeah, but there's just no upside. But if you if you need to take it, if you're going to take a shot, which is what normally and when you're you that do, late, yeah, that's I'm more the guy who's takes shots. Yeah, Damon Harris has way more upside, and I really think, honestly, either way, with Cam Newton even in there, he should be able to get more. Well, when Cam Newton's there, the touchdowns are going to be a concern. That's the one thing. Yeah, but yeah, because he didn't really get any goal line work. No, it all went to Cam. Yeah, Cam had twelve rushing touchdowns last year. Yeah, it's so stupid. Um, but I also am on the train that Cam Newton's not playing the whole season. So yeah, I don't think he plays whole season either. But I think Damian Harris is going to be good. And again, I'm not a I've not been a fan of Leonard Fournette in years, so <laughs> I don't even I don't even understand why he's still getting drafted. Actually, real quick, would you take Leonard Fournette or would you take uh, Ronald Jones? Ronald Jones. Yeah, same. And I think Ronald Jones is going later. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Okay. Now we've got, uh, looks like two more. Ooh, this one's going to be a good one. You ready? Tenth round. So we're going late. Marquise Brown or Corey Davis? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, this one's very interesting. I, lean, I, I go Corey Davis there just because I think he's the better wide receiver and he's the number one on his offense I think mm-hmm. Marquise Brown we've just seen it he can't be the number one they're bringing in Rashad Bateman brought in Sammy Watkins they drafted Tylen Wallace it's already a low volume passing offense yeah I go Corey Davis there yeah I mean we've seen Corey Davis you know for four years a now, long time and he's not and he has a problem being a number one on his yeah. offense too but I do think he's better and I less competition really yeah, I mean he's he's going to the Jets and you know Zach Wilson um you know obviously Lamar is definitely the better quarterback out of the two we're comparing there but I don't think Zach Wilson's going to run as much as Lamar no, does. For sure. No. So I think no. there's going to be more passing opportunity with Corey Davis. The thing that always bugs me with Corey Davis is his inconsistency yeah. over the course of a year. He's just And so I wouldn't expect anything different this yeah. year, but Marquise Brown's also the same concern. Yeah. Well, I th- feel like Marquise Brown's even worse. Um, so, yeah, I would actually agree with you, unfortunately, and take Corey Davis. All right, last question. Uh, okay, so this is eighth-round question. Curtis Samuel, Tyler Boyd, Will Fuller, and Brandon Cooks. It looks like these guys are all going back-to-back-to-back-to-back right now in the eighth. Out of those four, which one would you take your shot on? Fuller all day. Yep, Fuller. I agree. Fuller all day. I'd go Fuller. I'd go Samuel. I'd take Boyd. Cooks would be last for me. Yeah. Cooks is probably the only other one that's going to be a number one for his offense, but Fuller's in a better offense. The Mm -hmm. Texans are going to be terrible. Fuller has been great. He was great last year. They're hoping Tua can improve. I think it's just going to be a better team. And the other two, I like Curtis Samuel, but he doesn't have nearly the upside of Will Fuller. And who was third? Tyler Boyd. Yeah, Tyler Boyd is. Tyler We've Boyd, seen the best of Tyler Boyd. Yeah, and I just get a little nervous with Jamar Chase coming in there, but I think and Tyler, T Higgins. And T Higgins. So Tyler Boyd's kind of gone down to the three, but I would still take Tyler Boyd over Brandon Cooks, though. I just 
without Deshaun Watson that is what one, I'm thinking. Yeah, that's it's that's without a, Deshaun. That's a gross debate. <laughs> I would still take a shot on a third wide receiver in an offense than Brandon Cooks. <clears throat> yeah, I think I lean your way too. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, but uh, yeah, Will Fuller all day, man. Will Fuller, and I think he's actually going the. If I'm not mistaken. I he's pick him up last. in like every mock draft. Yeah, I'm super pumped to see what he does this year. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that was all of our questions. Let us know what you guys, who would you guys take out of all of those guys uh, in the sixth, seventh, eighth, and 10th rounds? We wanted to kind of stay a little bit later because we all really know who we're taking in the first five (laughs) for the most part. We talk about those guys the most. Yeah. We'll be talking about some of them here in just a little bit, but uh, you got anything else you want to add? Nope. All right. Uh, Real quick, if they wanted to let us know, uh, what their thoughts were on these players. Where can they find us at? Uh, yeah, Twitter and Facebook at the TFL Monsters, YouTube and Apple Podcasts, the Fantasy Monsters or the Fantasy Monsters Podcast. Don't forget, guys, we do actually uh, have just launched our first website as a store on it as well. So you can come and get some merch and some gear uh, just to be able to support the podcast. We do always appreciate our listeners and anybody that supports us. And we just want to say thank you. All right, so we're going to go ahead and jump into our running back rankings for this week. Uh, we're actually going to be talking about our top 12. So basically our number ones and next week we'll do our number twos. And so we'll go all the way up to 24, but, uh, this week let's just start with ones and we're not going to spend a ton of time talking about the, these first few guys, but I'm assuming we're pretty much equal on number one. Well, who do you got? I got Chris McCaffrey. Yep. Same. Yep. And let's just, uh, reiterate some insane, insane, Insane stats uh, yep. for you guys. His volume is just outrageous. <laughs> if you just average the past two years, this is um taking his three games last year and expanding it out to it was his 16 game pace. Yep. Averaged with his 2019 stats. His average over those two years is 409 total touches, 2,196 yards, 25 and a half touchdowns. 121 targets, 103 receptions, 26.5 points per game. Yep. The cheat code. Yep. The personal cheat code. Yep. Should be number one. Any draft, any format, doesn't matter. Yep. Yeah, what's crazy is, I mean, just looking at, you know, skipping last year since he was hurt, but looking at 2018 and 2019. I mean, it was only a three-game. He only played three games last year, but if you extrapolate that 16-game pace last year, it was better than 2019. It's true, but he's just seeing 90% of snaps and I honestly, it's not changing. It, yeah. I, I don't, th- I don't see it changing. He's too good. And he's not an injury threat. Yeah, he got hurt last year. Right. He played 16 games before that every single year, seeing in 2019 yep. and 18, incredibly high volume. Yep. It's going to be more of the same. Yeah. I don't see anything changing. I think he had like a high ankle sprain and like a leg there issue was, yeah, or was, something, but mm-hmm. some other stuff, but for the most part, Christian McCaffrey is very healthy and, uh, you know, the one thing that I was worried about last year was with the new coaching coming in. Are they going to change his roll up? They didn't. Nope. Nothing crazy is going to happen again this year other than that there's going to be a new quarterback. But I think this is something that is going to make him even more reliable on is you have a new quarterback coming into a new system and it's just going to be the Christian McCaffrey show. Yeah. Dump offs, hand up, whatever. He's going to see everything. So he w- needs to go number one kind of can make a little bit of an argument if you wanted to with number two, but I 
I don't have that. My number two is Dalvin Cook. Same. <clears throat> Big he's fan of Dalvin incredible. Cook. He is incredible, yeah. but he is number two for me. Here's, here's where my argument for Dalvin Cook, where he could possibly sneak in to some people's number one, is just the fact that he had a league-leading 66 touches inside the red zone last year. That is a lot. <laughs> That's insane. Some now, other again, Christian McCaffrey didn't play. Yeah. But still. I mean, yeah, in even in just 14 games last year, yes. he saw 352 total touches and had 17 touchdowns in yeah. 14 games. Yep. 22.6 points per game. I believe that would have been second right behind Christian McCaffrey last year in total if, points per game. If he played 16, he he would have yep. been the number one running back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. That again, that is Dalvin Cook's offense. Everything runs through there. I know that they did make an offensive coordinator change up there, um, but I I don't see how it's going to affect Dalvin Cook by any means here. No. So he's also been top five running back the past two seasons. Uh, can't complain because I think he was like number two or number three last year, or number one even. Um, but anyways. And then I think even last year he had uh, was the second most at invading tackles. He's very, very, very he's good. He's incredible at everything and sees great passing work. He's efficient in the passing game. He just, he makes, like, he's one of those running backs who can, he's great at short yardage and he's great at making, like, 80-yard touchdown plays. Like, he's just all over the field. Yeah. Yeah. Love Dalvin Cook. All right. Uh, let's go with three. Who do you got three? We could probably be a little different here, but... I ended up going Derrick Henry for my three. Okay. Yeah, a little different here. Um, I've got Alvin Kamara, but let's chat Henry then. Okay, yeah. Henry, it's really just the security at the position, especially mm-hmm. if you're doing half point. Full PPR, it might change. It probably honestly wouldn't for me, though. When you take Derrick Henry, you know exactly what you're getting. Yep. Last year, year over 2,000 yards rushing. If you just average his past two years, he's averaging 359 touches, 1943 rushing uh total yards, 17.5 touchdowns. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. It's just volume and this offense is efficient and could be more efficient this year. Yeah, I think the thing with me for why I have Derrick Henry at 4 is just again, you're going to know what you're going to get with Derrick Henry. It's going to be efficient, it's going to be fine. He's going to get games where he's taking I mean 300 yards, 378 rushing attempts last year at mm-hmm. 5.36 yards per carry. Yeah. And he's going to get the touchdowns. And, and again, you know, he's going to get the, the touches and he's almost a lock every year for like 2000 yards. So, and he, he gives you those high impact games where, Oh, he had 30 rushes for 210 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Like he, he'll have those games where, Honestly, some of these other guys probably won't have yeah, those he games. Had, yeah, yeah, he had four games last year over 33 points. Like, just monster, monster games. And I feel like he's one of those players who every year has, like, a three- or four-yard uh, touchdown game or just goes right. off. <clears throat> so I don't I don't not like it, um, but here's my argument with Alvin Kamara at three. Okay. Is just the reception work. I mean, he, again, even in half point or PPR, if PPR for sure, Alvin Kamara needs to go ahead of Derrick Henry. Half point, I see the argument, but 107 targets last year. He ended up, um, you know, I don't have his receiving touchdowns on here, but I know he had 16 touchdowns. Um, so he had so 21 total touchdowns. So 21 total touchdowns, which is insane. And I can't get over in the playoffs last week 
or last week, last year. Yeah, week 16. 54 points, I think it was, or 55. It was a lot. 66 touchdowns. I mean, I just got demolished, and I can't get over that. And so just because of that, too, I'm giving him all the respect. Because, again, he can do both of that. He can do it on the mm-hmm. ground, or he can do it in in the air. And he only had 932 rushing yards last year. Yeah. No, it's just super efficient. It's because he was efficient, and he was so good in the passing game. Yeah, his 2020 uh, touchdown. Uh, Stats, he had 270 total touches, 21 touchdowns, 22.4 points per game, which is very good. But the reason I have him at four and not three is just the risk, the risk factor. This new going to be a new quarterback yep. in this system. We'll see which one is going to be the quarterback. That's the other thing. We don't know the quarterback right. that's going to be. Right. So right now, I'm just taking Derrick Henry over Kamara. Kamara yeah. is four for me. It's very, very close. But yeah, and... There's a little concern. I mean, 2019, he was down a little bit. I mean, his first, second, and fourth year in the league, he was a top five running back all three years. But in 2019, mm-hmm. his third year in the league, he wasn't quite as good. He still finished as an RB1. His efficiency was down, and the touchdowns were way down. That's the one thing since Alvin Kamara's been in this league is he is a big touchdown guy, and mm-hmm. he's going to need to get those touchdowns. Yeah, and definitely. that's one concern if Taysom Hill's in there. Yeah, I will say if Taysom Hill is going to end up being the starter, he will have to drop. Because I was uh, we, we brought this up when we talked about the Saints mm-hmm. 2021 season outlooks. That short time span, I believe it was four games with um, Chase Daniel, it wasn't great for Kamar. He took a hit there. When was that? What do you mean? You said Chase Daniel. Oh. I'm like, I know Chase Daniel did play Taysom there. Taysom Hill, yeah. I don't know why <laughs> I just said Chase Daniel. Yeah, well, there you guys go. Um but anyways, yeah, no, Taysom Hill, yeah, he he took a huge knock because Taysom Hill would basically run option plays on the goal line and keep it every time. So he did he did struggle with Taysom Hill in there. Now, if he's not in there, then I think he'll be fine. He'll yep. be locked for three. All right, so that's three and four for us. And so I kind of have CMC and Dalvin Cook in their own tier. Yeah. And I kind of put Derek Henry and Alvin Kamara in their own tier. Yeah. And now we'll be going to a new tier of players. Do you see it the same way? Uh, yeah. Yep. So I, yep. I think this is where we could definitely start getting wildly different. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because so, I don't, I think you're going to laugh. Who's your five? I got Nick Chubb. Okay. He's my <laughs> seven. It's close. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad. I just love Nick Chubb. I, oh, I mean, if second you, best ru- pure rusher in the league. I mean, there's yeah. there's an argument for he is just the best pure rusher in the league. Like, yeah, he is incredible. So the the thing is, if you if you guys have followed us for a little bit, you guys hear me talk about Nick Chubb. <laughs> Nick Chubb is one of my favorite players in the league as far as running backs go right now. He's just he's just so good on the ground. He won't get the passing work. No. I will I will say that especially not, not with Cream Hunt there. Though. Yeah. 2019, it wasn't a ton, but it was definitely a significant more than he saw last year, even if you just oh, yeah. extrapolate his 12 games out to a 16-game pace. Yeah, I think it's 50 touches or 50 targets. 49, 19, yeah, 49. 2019, 36 receptions, which isn't a lot, but it adds that little bit, about almost 300 extra receiving yards there. Mm-hmm. So but it, he's not going to get the receiving work. Still better than what he did <laughs> last year. He had 18 targets last year, which is just not... No, but yeah, this is the thing. Over the past two years, you average his two seasons and you extrapolate last year to a full 16-game pace. He's averaging 304 touches, mm-hmm. 
1,697 total yards, 12 touchdowns, 15.7 points per game, seventh in that. That would have been seventh last year. Well, he did have and 12 touchdowns. And he was touchdowns. seventh last year in points per game. But he had 12 touchdowns on the season, though. When? In 2020. Did I put that one in there wrong? You might have, but it's fine. Yeah, so it would have been a uh, 10, 10 touchdown average over those two years. Oh, 10 touchdown average. Okay. Um, but it, it doesn't, either way, it doesn't matter. Like, he did only play 12 games. And I'm going to tell you, because I had him in my uh, redraft league. Man, it, I missed him. But when he came back, dude, he was dominant. Yeah. Week one was bad. The week he left early because of injury was bad, obviously. Besides that, didn't bust. No. Nope. You know what you're getting. You're, it's going to be good. And I don't see, I don't see the offense changing again. Oh uh, no, Kevin Stefanski came from Minnesota at all. He's run first. Hopefully, it just gets better. Yeah, and honestly, guys, Cleveland's defense has definitely improved this season to me, which means more running because I think they're going to be ahead in a lot more games. They're not going to need to have Baker throw a ton, which he already doesn't really do anyway. Yeah, but, but I mean if you want to go down that road, then you could just because they were doing this last year, if they were up ahead towards the end of the game, they throw cream hunt in there. more. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not That's worried true. about it. I'm fine with it, but um, yeah, yeah, I still five, can't, yeah, I still can't believe that both of them were top 10 last year, but that's fine. But yeah. I think Nick Chubb's going to have another huge season this year. And it honestly, guys, if he would have played a full season, he wouldn't have finished at what did he finish last year? Yeah. I want to say 11. eight, nine. He is at nine. They finished last season at nine. Dude, he would have easily have been top five if he would have played for those four games. Easy. Yeah, I have him at nine. Yeah, he was seventh in points per game last year. So yeah, I and I think he only would have gotten better if he would have played those four games. But who do you got at five then? Give me one sec. All right, I'm changing my mind. No, I'm good. No, <laughs> I have a uh, Jonathan Taylor at five. Wow. Okay. I've got him at nine. Really? Nine? Yeah. Okay. You're an idiot. Um, <laughs> okay. Thanks. I mean, I, I hope I'm in a draft with you and I'm at the nine pick and he's there. Yeah, he's, that's fine. That'd make me very happy. So last year, it was a weird year. He kind of started off real slow. But by the end of the season, man, we saw what he could do. Mm-hmm. Weeks 11 through 17, he was the RB3 in that time span. 23.1 points per game, 22.1 touches in that time span, 1.3 touchdowns per game. He was the offense in yep. that time span. And guess what? Yeah, they brought in Carson Wentz. Hopefully you have a bump at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything in the receiver game. Nope. This is still a bad receiving core on this team. This is still a run first team. This is still a great offensive line. And I'm not worried about Marlon Mack coming back. I think Jordan Wilkins is gone. Mac's going to absorb most of those carries, but Mac is coming back from an Achilles injury. Like mm-hmm. that is one of those last injuries still that really affect players and can really change players. Like it used to be like ACL tears, but now pretty much everyone comes back fine. Right. From ACL if tears. Not better. The Achilles is something different. That yeah. is a brutal, brutal injury, especially at the running back position. Yeah. I mean, Achilles injuries, it doesn't even matter what sport you're in anymore. No. Like it's just, it's devastating. So, okay. Here's my thing with Jonathan Taylor. You brought up Marlon Mack. But they also still have Naeem Hines. Oh, yeah. No, Jonathan Taylor last year, he only saw 39 targets and 36 receptions. And that's where I'm losing it. I've got other guys ahead of him that I know is going to get passing work. Yeah. You have Derek Henry and Nick Chubb. 
higher than him. They're not going to see. He's going to see more pass work than both. Yeah, of them. Uh, debatable, but debatable. Okay, what are you probably, talking about? That is probably. But anyways, I'll bet you anything on that. <laughs> That's fine. But the thing is, to me though, is I just I don't think I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to get all those touches. He is. That's fine. But I just don't see it. Not with Marlon Mack resigning. I mean, keep in mind they that, wanted him back. Oh yeah. For what was it like one? I think two million dollars. Yeah, it was the super cheap. Most it was super cheap. Yeah, there. But he he wanted to come back. That's going to be the focal point of the offense. <laughs> but over that time span, it's not like he was dominating snap percentages. He was probably around averaging fifty percent of the snaps there. Yeah, that's fine. All you know, all I'm saying is, is, is I am a little bit more worried with Naeem Hines and Marlon Mack. And still having averaged him. over five yards per carry. He yeah. was a touchdown monster in that last time span. Weeks 14 through 17, he had seven touchdowns. I mean, he he's going to get all the goal line work in this offense. Marlon Mack's not going to affect him there. Naeem Hines is not going to affect him there. I have concerns about this receiving core around the red zone. Hopefully Michael Pittman takes a step, but there's, I mean, this is going to be a run first team and they're going to run the ball good. And Jonathan Taylor is one of the most talented running backs in the league. I'm all about it. That's fine. Um, the only other thing I wanted to bring up about Jonathan Taylor is the fact that if they're losing now, this was just in 2020 and okay, but he is capable in the passing game. They have yes. Naeem Hines. He's going to see way more targets than him, but he is good in the passing game. I could say the same thing about Nick Chubb, but he's not going to get the passing work either. I get it. Jonathan Taylor's, Definitely a better pass catcher than Nick Chubb. Yeah, we'll see. When Nick Chubb entered the league, it was kind of embarrassing sometimes. Sure. Anyways, so here's the thing: is when in games that the Colts lost, all right, we're just we're not looking at win, just lost. He was almost game scripted out. I think he averaged. At what point of the season are we talking about? I'm talking about in all of the losses in 2020. Okay. Yeah, I think he averaged 45 yards over that those games. Naeem Hines have, took over. I don't see when they lost and when they won, but... Um. No, I'm just saying. So that's the only thing is I, I am, like I said, I am very still, I should say very nervous about Naeem Hines because they do seem to like him a lot. And there was points oh, he's last still gonna season... Be, yeah, he's still going to be out there. Where Naeem this is Hines when was Naeem playable. Hines was still playing. He was yeah. still there. He was I know. still good. I know, but then there were still games where Naeem Hines was better than Jonathan Taylor. I don't think at this at weeks eleven through seventeen. Give me one sec, because I want to. Yeah, I don't know. I just like stretch. destroying you. That's fine, dude. You do it all the time. Nope. Week twelve, maybe might have been in week twelve. Week twelve, the week Jonathan Taylor didn't play in that time span. Naeem Hines was better. Every other game when Jonathan Taylor's out there in that stretch, he was the guy. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Back off my opinion, bro. All right. Where are we at? Six? I got Aaron Jones. Same. So he should be ahead of Jonathan Taylor, but it, nah. it's whatever. Uh, he should be ahead of Nick Chubb. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. Uh, Aaron Jones last year, uh, fourth in yards per touch, ninth in targets, been top five last two seasons. Uh, he's just a monster. It, yep. He's it, on an offense that, that moves the ball. I will say the one thing that really disappointed me this past season was, was touchdowns. The touchdowns. Yep, that's yep. the one thing. Yep, that's what kept him out of the elite thing. Mm-hmm. And um, he didn't have as many like explosive games. Like he did have like a forty plus point game early in the season, but he didn't have multiple of those like he did right. the year before. But he also didn't have a lot of those 
He also had 19 touchdowns the year before. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, last year he went from 19 to 11 touchdowns. That's about the only thing that really changed, to be honest. Everything else was incredibly similar. Yeah. So you take the uh, past two years, you average those things out. He's averaging 266 touches, 1,458 total yards, 15 touchdowns, 17.5 points per game. I just keep, I see the same thing happening. And this is with Rodgers th- playing there. Yep. I still think Rodgers is going to be Green Bay Packers quarterback this year. I've always been on that. Mm-hmm. If he's not, he will. I mean, he's definitely going to take a hit. He's going to drop out right. of the spot with me. But I still think he'd be a back end RB one, early yeah. RB two. It'd be around there. So it's not going to be terrible. But I, I like Aaron Jones at six. Yeah, I. I mean, with. I with, mean, this would be the worst spot he's finished in the past two years. Yeah. Like, right. For me, if if Rodgers doesn't play, I don't I don't think it's gonna be a massive hit. I still think this defense is really good. I still think the offense will be able to move the ball. And I think they're gonna rely a little bit more heavily on Aaron Jones than Rodgers normally would between him and, you know, Devontae Adams and him and Robert Tant. Like there was this I hated this. And you I know you saw this. Every time we watched a Packers game together, I just sat there. We're in the five yard line. I'm like, oh, Aaron Jones for the touchdown. Nope. There it is, Devonte Adams. All oh, the one. Oh, Aaron Jones for a, nope. Yep, Devonte Adams for a touch. I'm like, so it was getting so frustrating. And honestly, I don't see that happening if, with Rodgers. There, there is. I mean, Aaron, Aaron Jones does have the top three, top two. I don't know if he can be one overall because I still put that at CMC, Dalvin Cook. Right, right, right. Wanting to get injured or something. Jamal Williams isn't there anymore, so I mean, right. he could be AJ more Dillon, consistent. Man. Yeah, AJ Dillon. He's going to see work, but he, he's not a threat to me like Jamal Williams is, especially right. in the passing game. Yeah. A.J. Dillon is not the pass catcher that Jamal Williams yep. was. So to me, that actually opens up Aaron Jones to be more of a complete three down back, which he can be already. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see that, that changing. And I do think A.J. Dillon will take some touches, but I don't think oh, it's yeah, as he, much. Yeah, he's gonna, it won't yeah, be he's, the, yeah. the same split, I think. No. We'll have to wait and see. But Aaron Jones, I think, would be is a lock. And honestly, I would love to have him in my top five because I think that's where he should be. But honestly, that's probably where he's going to finish again. But yeah, that, well, that means six. It's it's really close. Running backs get hurt, guys, all the time. So yeah. <laughs> one of these top five guys. And might yeah, get he hurt. did miss. I believe it was two games last year. Yeah, he yeah, two, two games, games last year. The year before that, sixteen full games. He had yeah. some injuries early in his career, but again, he's guys, a running back. Running backs get hurt, and they get hurt often. Yeah. It's just part of the position. So, all right. So, uh, seven. I had Nick Chubb. So we've already talked about my seven. Okay. Well, we can talk about my seven. I got Saquon Barkley. He's my eight. Okay. It's close. So to me, Saquon, a uh, little nervous, you know, with the injury, but very nervous, it's, and it's, it's, but it's not the injury that's making me nervous. Well, I'm just saying a little nervous because it is a torn ACL, but, and I did see a report within the past couple of days, it might've been today, I forget, but that there are, he's not locking down week one availability yet. Yeah, I heard that too. I was a little shocked to hear that, um, which makes me wonder and question, um, you know, is he, I, obviously he's not fully healed, but, you know, you look at those injuries, honestly, I mean, it, being a torn ACL, it's still not always 100% that these running backs are going to come back no, and yeah, be it's not 100% just as, no. as effective. When you look from, I think a span uh, was 2013 to now, there's only two running backs that were high-end running backs that had ACL tears that came back and was just as good, if not better, than their prior year. 
and that was Jamal Charles and Adrian Peterson. Yeah, well, Adrian, Adrian Peterson, Peterson like set freaking the world on fire yeah. when he came back. <laughs> so that that one's almost it's like, like a uh, robotic ligament. You know, like, <laughs> like what do they do? They took age off of him too. Um, yeah, I mean that was unheard of. I think he had like seventeen hundred yards. The, yeah, it was that year. But again, there there's still plenty of players that you can name that don't come back and aren't are and as effective. Saquon year one, he came through. Everyone, we, he did what we thought he was going to do. He was incredible. Yeah. But since then, he has taken dips. His efficiency has gone down. His usage has gone down. Mm-hmm. And now we need to come to the elephant of the room. Him and Daniel Jones yep. together. Yep, has not really been that pretty. And these stats I'm about to explain to you are exactly why. Okay, but there's also a 40-plus point game in here, which okay. kind of skews stats, but I'm, I'm leaving that in here. Mm-hmm. So these are all the games he's played with Daniel Jones. I believe it's around 12, something like that, within the first year with Daniel Jones and last year's first game of the season before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. He was averaging 21.5 touches per game. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good usage. 109 yards per game. That's good. 0.7 touchdowns per game. That's good. But the problem is it's 14.27 points per game. That would have been 12th last year. And now the team has a lot of new weapons on the team. They yep. brought in Kenny Galladay. They yep. brought they drafted Kadarius Tony. Yep. Yep. He's not going to see. I mean, when he came into the league, his uh, target totals, year one, 121 targets. Mm-hmm. That's Christian McCaffrey level targets. Yep. Year two in 13 games at 73 targets. Even if you extrapolate that out, that's still significantly less. Last year, I mean, he only played one game. He saw nine, tar- technically two games. He saw nine targets. That passing work is coming down that he used to rely upon. His yards per carry have gone down. The offense, I still don't think is going to be good. I don't think they're going to be scoring a lot. I mean, his best year, year one, he had 15 touchdowns. Year two, 2019, he had eight total touchdowns in 13 games. Like, there are red flags with Saquon. I like Saquon. I like the talent. The offense concerns me. Daniel Jones concerns me. The new weapons concern me. And that's why I'm taking him where I'm at. Yeah, which isn't much different than where I've got him. Um, one pick behind is not, not crazy. But uh, I agree with you. I mean, when you, when you talk about when he set the world on fire when he came in his rookie season, remind we want to remind you that was with Eli Manning. Yeah. So completely different quarterback, completely different circumstances. And they really didn't have a ton of talent outside of um, your, your tight end that you really love there. Used to. Used to love there, right. So, I mean, it's Sterling Shepard. Evan Shep- Ingram, by the way. Ever, yeah, sorry, Evan Ever Ingram. But Sterling Shepard, you know, he's a good wide receiver. He's not elite. Um, uh, I'm John Blanks. Uh, Darius Slayton, yeah. good wide receiver, not elite. Golden Tate. Golden Tate, a little he's, bit, yeah. he's average. So now they at have... At this point, yeah, at that point, yeah. Now they have... Some pretty decent a legit talent here. Number one talented wide receiver in there, a young rookie who's going to come in. They are going to who they're going to be in. bringing him slowly. They're going to yeah. be bringing him slowly, but they're going to game script him in in yes. certain situations, and it's going to take touches away. So that he's not really the only man in New York right now. So I get it, but that's why I don't have him in my top five. Where there's a lot of people that do for there some are people reason. taking him at two. A yes. lot of he's usually going around that three spot, three four right. spot, right. So, but I had to drop him to seven because again, and I do love the talent. I talked about this last week. That's going to be a real tough debate for me. Nick Chubb or Saquon? I have Nick Chubb at seven. I have Saquon at eight. I'd rather have Nick Chubb than Saquon, and you even have Nick Chubb higher than Saquon, yeah. more than me. Yep. So yeah, it's it's going to be crazy. But and again, it's not Saquon. It's definitely that offense. It's definitely Daniel Jones. 
And will Daniel Jones be able to improve? I mean, he's literally, there's only two options I'm he has left. I'm guessing no, but He's either happen. going to or he's going to be out of the league after I don't, it's not. It's not that I don't want him to. I just yeah. I haven't really seen much that gives me a lot of hope. That makes me like, oh, he's going to do it. Yeah, he's yeah. not. So we'll see. All right. Who do you have eight? Because Saquon was my eight. Joe Mixon. Okay. He's my nine. Oh, so we're just going to kind of like <laughs> tear down. Honestly, I like that you have him eight. I like that you have him eight. Yeah. It's fine because we'll talk about, uh, well, we already talked about my nine, so we'll be yeah, able to jump to 10. I don't like those. that, but. <laughs> no, um, I, I do. I, the talent of Joe Mixon is undeniable. Um, the offense has definitely improved. I think it's going to be, you know, they improve that offensive line. Um, hopefully, Joe Burrow can stay healthy because when Joe Burrow was in there, he was looking really good. They brought in some more offensive talent as far as Jamar Chase goes, T. Yeah. Higgins in another year. I'm really, really excited to see this defense still sucks, but yeah, offensive but. <laughs> line should be improved a little bit, but it's not going to be good. Right, right. It's it's going to be better, but it's not going to be. I love Mixon, and I love where he's going in drafts. He's going mid to late second round right now. 205. Yeah. And this was doing these stats. This is kind of the one that sticks out to me. Like he only played six games last year. Uh huh. But when you extrapolate that out to a 16 game pace, just listen yep. to the volume this dude was seeing. So his 16 game pace last year would have been 373 total touches right behind Derrick Henry for most touches in the league. Yep. It would have been 1,509 yards, not super efficient, but you'll take that 11 touchdowns, which is low for 363 touchdowns, which (laughs) might not change too much this year. We'll have to see 70 targets, 56 receptions for 237 total points. That would have been fourth last year. And he did finish in 11th in points per game last year at 14.8. Yeah, I I just think, you know, when you when you look at Joe Mixon, he's been on teams where it's just, you know, when he came in the league in 2017, th- this team's just been trash for so long. Yep. And 20, you know, I think he was 35 that year. 2018, he was ranked 9, 13, and 19. You know, and these are seasons he's having that aren't, like you're not blown away no. and his efficiency took a big day. If you take his efficiency yes. back up to where it was in 2019, if it was 2018, that pace would have been by far the best running back in the league. I, yeah. I'm not expecting that. I have him ranked where I do because there are concerns. Yeah. It's still not going to be a good offensive line. He's probably still going to be inefficient at times, but the talent is undeniable. He's an explosive player. He's good at pass catching. They did add Jamar chase in the, Draft, so that's just another receiving mm-hmm. threat there, but there's no one threatening behind him. If he stays healthy, he's going to be an RB1 for sure. Yeah, so here's why I have him ranked where I and do. And he does have that five range upside. Yeah, here's why I, I have him ranked where I have him, though, is because of the injury concerns. Now, he's usually... It's not like a... Yeah. He's usually fine. I mean, he missed two games in 17, two in 18, none in 19. He was healthy the whole season, six last year, but he constantly has this right foot type injury. And according to sports injury predictor, which is something that I just started using, um, they basically project out um, seasons of injury risk, right? He's one of the highest injury risks coming into this season. Hmm. And so if he doesn't stay healthy, he is I mean, it's going to hurt you. Yeah. So if you're taking him, if he's your number two that you're taking though, you're taking him in the second round. You might not be as burned as if you take one of those top four guys and no, one yeah. of them drop. 
But I still think if he stays healthy, he's going to be very elite. And yes, he does have top five upside. hundred yep. percent. He's just got to stay healthy. Yep. All right. 10. I have a feeling we're going to have the same guy here, but then I think we're going to be pretty different. 11, 12. We'll see. We'll but. see. We might. Who you got? Number 10. I got Sir Ezekiel Elliott. It's not who I, not who I, that's exactly uh-huh. who I have. <laughs> yep. He's definitely dropping. Um, I think a lot of people have him over Joe Mixon, who we disagree with. I think some people have him mm-hmm. over Nick Chubb, who we disagree with. Aaron Jones. He's usually going the mid to late first. We have him going back into first. Yeah. I think the real question we'll probably get into when we're mock drafting is when do you start taking the first wide receivers? And I definitely think I'd prefer that one's going to be tough, but yeah. I mean, the thing with Zeke is, I mean, look guys, it's Zeke. He, it was, he is a good running back. It but, was two different seasons last year though. Yeah. And let's keep in mind that yes, when Dak got hurt, that took a huge blow. That offensive line got hurt off and on all season. I mean, it looked atrocious at times. He still finished top 10. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was still an RB1. So he was still an RB1 last year, even with all of those issues. I think for me right now is it's just another year. What he's, this is his going in the league a long time. This is his sixth season, I think. Yeah, he's only 25, but he's been in the league a long time. He's seen a lot of volume in his day. It's it's just all that value. I don't think there's a running back right now that's in a sixth season that's had his. I mean, Derrick Henry maybe, but Derrick Henry didn't even really get started for no, a couple seasons. Derrick Henry's only been in the league for five years. Anybody's only been seeing volume like this really the past two years. Well, Zeke's been in the league for five years. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but Zeke's been seeing the He's same been, volume every right, single since year. Derrick Henry's only been seeing that this type of volume like the past two years. Yeah, two or three years, right. So, I mean, there's just wear and tear on that body. And he looked like he was getting slow last year. By yeah, the end of the season, so, Tony Pollard looked more elite. He looks more explosive. But he's not the like between the tackles kind of a guy, right? So we'll start talking about Zeke with and when Dak was there last year, weeks one through five. Yep. In that time span, he was good. He was the RB three. He was very very good. Nineteen point nine points per game. In those five games, he saw one hundred thirteen total touches. That's twenty two point six touches per game. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Saw six touchdowns in those five games. One hundred seven yards per game. Six point four targets per game, which seems high. Yeah, that's not normal and for him. And 4.8 receptions per game. Mm-hmm. He's seen years where he saw high, um, like he saw 95 target season. Last year, 71, same as the year before. And honestly, I think that goes down a little bit more. I think Pollard can come in there. I think it's tough. Zeke's tough because, yeah, it is tail two seasons, and by the end of the season, he looked washed at times. Yeah, he just looked defeated. I don't know if it's just because that team was just awful. And he just was not interested. I don't know what it was. Yep. He just looked defeated. And even with Dak in there, he didn't crack 100 rushing yards in any of those games. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because they kept having to throw the ball. Yep. I mean, in one of those so games, he saw 11 targets. He saw eight targets in those games with Dak. Mm-hmm. That's not coming back. I don't think so. So I'm not saying stay away from him. No, at the right price, I would like Zeke. Yeah. I'm just not overpaying for him. Yeah. Well, I think right now he's going at the 110 mark. I don't think top five's a possibility for Zeke. I don't think so either this year. I mean, if if it is, it's a small chance, and that small chance is really banking on that defense being better. I think if he could, it would have to be insanely high touchdown totals. Yep. Like you're looking at 15. I don't see that happening. Not 
you know, with the wide receiver. No, he hasn't had 15 and, touchdowns in a year since his rookie season. Yeah, not happening. I mean, 15 is a lot of touchdowns. That, that is a lot of touchdowns, but his efficiency is going down. I think the passing work goes down. It it doesn't look up for Zeke. And I think the only other concern with Zeke is, do you sell him now in Dynasty? Because I think question, he's going to be good this year. I think he's going to be a good running back this year. Yeah, but for how long? Exactly. Yeah. I think I mean, if again, you can sell Zeke old. now, I think you do it. Mm-hmm. No, it's not age-wise. Usually running backs, it's like that 27. 27 to 30. Age, but 30. he has been in the league for five years. He's on a second contract. And... It, yeah, like we brought up, he's seen a ton of volume in his career. Um, yeah, I would definitely sell. Um, would you in the market to buy though? Like, if you were, if you were if trying to, I was like, if my roster was loaded and I knew I was going to be one of those top teams looking for a championship, I would entertain it for sure. Yeah, but not a, not if you're rebuilding at all. No, yeah, yeah. no, that because I be, think that I think dumb. he might be good. I think this he'll year, be. He'll I pro- think he'll be an RB one this year. And I think he'll he be fine next maybe, year. Oh, yeah, but I think that. But that's the, all the year yeah. after that. But I is feel where, like that could wildly change by yeah. the end of this year. We could be <laughs> thinking differently. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to see. But I think he's only going to be good this year, next year, and then he's probably done. So dynasty, if you're looking for something more long term. You might want to talk about one of the next couple guys we're talking about. But you got anything else you want to add about Zeke? No. All right, let's jump into eleven. What do you got at eleven? One of your years. <laughs> okay, fine. I got Gibson. Antonio Gibson. Same. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. There we go. There. Uh, well, I'm not, to be honest, but um, I freaking love this dude. You, yeah, you, were, you were a massive fan before I was, so I'll give you credit there. Um, you were talking about him very highly in our rookie uh, rankings. It kind of crept up season. late, but it was after, yeah, it was after the rookie draft before the start of the season. I started liking him more and more and more. I saw it. Yeah. I, th- I think the one thing that blows my mind is if you really pay attention and this is something that like, keep in mind too, cause you brought up Jonathan Taylor. Um, but I think if I'm not mistaken, Gibson's the only running back that had double digit touchdowns rookie running back last year. I believe that because a lot so, of the other ones didn't have a lot of work. CH yeah. underperformed in that department. Yeah. So you take his, uh, you make 2020 last year, his 16 game pace, 235 touches, which isn't like, it's not going to set the world on fire. That's a good amount though. 1,190 total yards, 12.5 touchdowns. That's a good mark. The 50 targets, 41 receptions. I think that only can go up at this point. I don't see J.D. McKissick getting 100 targets again. Like, that's outrageous. I think Gibson takes more in that department. Last year, he was 13.2 points per game. That was 17th. But if you take weeks 2 through 12, week 1, he didn't really play rookie coming into the league. Mm -hmm. After week 12, he was dealing with injuries trying to come back. So that week's two through 12, he was the RB five last year, mm-hmm. 16 points per game. Like Antonio Gibson broke out last year. Yeah. I, th- I think some people don't fully realize that mm-hmm. he broke out. Yep. So I want to clarify real quick. So that wasn't just double digit touchdowns. That was double digit touchdowns and 35 plus receptions. Okay. And under 15 games. Cause yeah. he only, I think he went 12, 10. Where no, he, he played, played four, more. He played more than 14, 10. 14. Sorry. Yeah. 14 games. Not even close. He played 14 games last season. Yeah, but one of them he only played 5% of snaps. So. Right. You don't really count that stuff. I did in my projections, but you could get rid of that and they'd be even better stats. But I, I think coming in with Ryan Fitzpatrick, 
I, I, I don't see, like you said, J.D. McKissick keeping the touch, the the receiving work. No, and I I just I keep going back to that Thanksgiving Day game against Dallas. <laughs> 36 points, 20 rushing attempts, 115 rushing yards, seven targets, five receptions. Like, he was a monster that game, and it showed he can be a true three-down workhorse running back in this league. And I will say it, don't be surprised if he's top five this year. He has Not that possibility. He definitely has that upside. Like, I think currently he's going at uh, 208. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely love that price. I would gladly take 208, it. 208, you could get like a Kamara or Derrick Henry come back and get like a Gibson or something. There. Yeah. Like, and that would be stacked. Yeah. And I would also be happy, though, even taking him as my number one if I went. That's a bigger because there are some red flags like his touchdown efficiency was kind of high last year. Well, yeah, but But, yeah, he's the but the whole team got better. It theoretically, and we still still have amazing defense. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, the defense is very good, but I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. But it can go south. Like I think everyone's assuming (laughs) it's just going to be a very good offense. But we've seen Fitzpatrick. It'll be better than the garbage it was last year. Yeah but there are going to be games where it doesn't work at all. <laughs> all I'm saying is, is look at what he did in garbage. Yeah. So like, exactly. Me, like, and the passing it, work should go up. The rushing efficiency yes, should go everything up. Everything should like, go up. And he was efficient. 4.68 yards per carry. He, I mean, he is just, he showed he was a very, very good running back and he essentially came in week two and just was their main rushing guy. And that was the thing. A lot of his games were low rushing attempts. Mm-hmm. It was efficiency though. Yeah. So the reason, just in case anybody questions, like, oh, if he's got that kind of upside, and he's got, all, you know, all that, why are you ranking him at eleven? Well, I'm ranking him at eleven risk just aversion, because of, yeah. yeah, just because of his risk, and just because of the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick teams do, there a lot of passing, yeah, and so if he doesn't for some reason get that passing work, then yes, he's going to have to drop. Um, as far as just his running back ability, he's going to be great, and if he gets that passing work. He's gonna he's gonna jump from eleven to five easily. Because don't forget, he was a wide receiver who yes. went to running back. Yes, he's so good. He is. <laughs> All right. Honestly, he might be my next jersey. I guess. I was thinking about this before we started. We need a running back jersey. Yeah, we've got a lot of quarterbacks back and a lot of wide receivers. <laughs> I mean, we already have a I already have a Terry jersey, so I might not want to double up on Washington. But yeah, let's do it. I don't know. I've been wanting to get a Nick Chubb jersey for a while, so. Yeah. So you can get your Antonio Gibson. I'll get my Nick Chubb jersey. Okay. And just have fun. So you want to finish up our uh, RB1s? Yeah. Last one. Let's round it out. I will be shocked if we have the same guy here. I will be shocked. Uh, I almost want to guess now what you're... Okay, guess mine. I want to hear that. Yeah. <sighs> Is he in the same tier as Gibson? Well, I guess... I have... Uh, no. For I you. have... Well, yeah. Are you uh, trying so to... So my... Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Saquon, Mixon, and Zeke. I kind of have all in the same tier. I probably could split that up into two different tiers, but I'm just making that one big tier. That stops at 10. So 11 and 12 starts a new tier for me. Okay. Okay. You got Chris Carson? Nope. I got nothing. Okay. Let me hear yours. I got Austin Eckler. Okay. I do not. Well, obviously. Let's talk about Austin Eckler. Okay. You're going to, dude, what did you put like DeAndre Swift up there or something crazy? No. Nope. David Montgomery, right? No. Nope. Let's see. Yeah, Miles just, just wait. Just wait. Just wait. You're going to wait. <laughs> um, Austin Eckler. I mean, 
pretty excited to honestly see what he does this year. Uh, hopefully he can come back from his injury and be healthy as well. Um, but uh, looking at his season last year, it was good. Yeah. Um, second half when he came back from his injury, he looked, he looked good. His efficiency, I mean, he yards per attempt was at 4.6, which is really good. Uh, the only thing that I, and I didn't even see this when I, when I was looking at him earlier, but he only had one touchdown on the season, which rushing. is rushing touchdown, which is very concerning. But the year before that, he only had three rushing touchdowns. He's the all only, passing. He is. He is probably the closest player in the league to rushing to receiving work. The nice thing, though, is he was good last year, but it wasn't the same as the year before where he was an RB1, right. like mid-RB1. His yards per catch went significantly down last year from 10.7 to 7.4. And one big thing that changed was in 2019, he had eight receiving touchdowns, which is just outrageous for a running back. Right. That went back down to two. Right. That's more like it. He saw less, even if you get to the same target totals, that's still, I mean, that eight touchdown was over. That was way too many. Yeah, I mean, he could have gotten back there maybe if he stayed healthy the whole season. But no, I, I, yeah, I was gonna say I still doubt it. I mean, I just he, like the offense so he's much. Good. Though. I have yet to rank him. He's gonna be close to this area, but his it, efficiency went down. And last year he was more. Even the games he did play, he was good. But he wasn't spectacular. He averaged 15, he was 15th in points per game, 13.8, which is mm-hmm. fine in half point PPR. He obviously gets that bump in full point. Right. In full point, definitely. But I mean, again, I like the offense. I like the movement. And as long as he stays healthy and he's getting that receiving work, guys, he, he also has no one behind him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's literally, it's just him. But I think this is what it comes down to me. And this is why I don't have him as an RB1. Would you be okay if he's your first running back you take? Would you feel safe? That I wouldn't, no. Okay, and that's why he's not in my RB, my RB ones. Mm. Well, maybe you got me some thinking I got to do. I'm not, I mean, I wouldn't be against it, but I wouldn't be as happy as if I would have taken one of these other 11. Yeah. Okay. My right. RB12. It's Clyde. Clyde Edwards Alaire. I got him at 12. I'm all about Clyde right now. Getting him like mid third round right now, late third, I'm all over. I'm all over that. Like if you can get him, like you go running back, running back, running back, you don't have to take another running back in your entire draft. Like I love where he's going right now. And last year it wasn't, some people were taking a mid first round last year. Some people were all about it, which was bad. We didn't like that. Nope. I thought he was like back in first, early second. If you took him there, you still weren't happy. But there are some bright spots. Last year, his 16-game pace would have been 267 touches. That's a good number. 1,353 total yards. That's okay. Could be higher. Could be more efficient. The one problem, though, was the six touchdowns. Even on a 16-game pace, he only had, he would only projected for six touchdowns. The 66 targets are fine. That could honestly go up a little bit. 44 receptions. But he last year he was twelve point two points per game. That was would have been twenty fourth. But you look back before weeks one through twelve, he was the RB eleven over that span. Weeks one through twelve, that's a big big chunk of the season. Twelve point five points per game. I think you need to remember that more, and like understand that the 
efficiency is a very good chance that goes up. The touchdowns go up, and that can catapult him back into where I have him ranked even higher. Yeah. He has that possibility. Yeah, I mean, yeah, again, we weren't massive fans of where he was going last year. Uh, I think, yeah, 105, 106, somewhere around it there. Was it was just, high. It was so high. And don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's because it was he's on the Chiefs. But keep in mind, the Chiefs have a ton of talent. Yeah. So I don't know. I just get a little worried with Clyde because there's so much already on that team. There is and there isn't. I mean, you have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. So, I mean, those are two big-name guys, but as far as yeah. running backs go, no one threatens True. him. No, no one, one does. concerns him. He's an incredible pass catcher out of the running back, and that was one thing. We thought he was going to set the world on fire with his re- targets and receptions last year. They were good, but they could be better. He has mm-hmm. that capability, and the efficiency, especially in the red zone, was really gross at times, and that could right. easily be improved upon. Yeah, I do think he's going to have a better season than he did last year. Um, I don't have him... Like, you know, I don't have him ranked much farther behind where he's at or where you're at with him right now. Um, I do like a couple people maybe a little bit better. Um, but I, I keep coming back, you know, and a lot of people might talk about this too, Clyde and Cam Akers. Because Cam Akers he was coming in. Consideration into, here for me. But. Yeah, Cam Akers too. And we'll talk about him next week, but th- it's definitely gonna be kind of one of those discussions coming into the season. And um, yeah, I I'm not against Clyde there. Well, I'm glad you... Yeah, I, I guess I approve. <laughs> All things considered. I mean... Honestly, I was surprised how close similar we were on a lot of these, except Jonathan Taylor, man. I'm telling JT it. I'm you telling tell JT, JT it's fine. You. you could tell JT. He'll get mad. Yeah. But yeah, that's fine. Jonathan Taylor's at nine where he should be. Um, But yeah, guys, let us know. Let, let us know what you guys think of our top 12. Uh, Whose top 12 you think is better? We are pretty similar. Um, yeah. surprisingly just so you guys do know we do not do these together these are no. completely blind that we do on the show just to share with you guys um hopefully you could tell that with this jonathan taylor issue but uh yeah we do not do this stuff to, um we do not do this together so uh we share for the first time with with all of you um but let us know who's uh who's top 12 you like better next week we will uh be giving our 13 through 24 yeah, so our, might our be seconds. some like honorable mentions out there, guys to target, but yeah, some probably some late round running guys backs that you can look really at. fall off once you start getting back there. So <laughs> yeah, they do. It's a pretty big drop off, but I have a couple people in mind that we definitely want to discuss. Um, that's going pretty late. That could be really good. Um, but James, if they wanted to let us know about our top twelve, or if they have any questions, where could they find us at? Uh, yeah, Twitter and Facebook at the TFL Monsters, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Fancy Monsters, or the Fancy Monster Podcast. Again, guys, go check out that website. Um, we've got that store on there. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can grab some merch. Um, we do hope you guys uh, like the items that we have up there. We also have new gear. Hopefully, that'll be coming as well. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but thank you guys again for listening to the Fantasy Monsters. We'll catch you next week. Have a go. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not here on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, be in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cool, I'm not like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you.